Welcome back to another episode of Dark Crossroads. This is your host, Roxanne Fletcher, and today we're doing another episode of Creepy Corner. If you're as excited about this as I am, um, buckle up and get ready. And if you would like your story read on Creepy Corner, don't forget to email it to darkcrossroadspodcast at gmail.com. Dark Crossroads Podcast is brought to you by Problem Wildlife. Problem Wildlife has been humanely protecting your house and family from unwanted pests for over 20 years. Take back your space with an animal control service that you can trust. They are family-owned, fully licensed, and are knowledgeable and dependable while serving all of Western Massachusetts. To find out more about their services, simply visit their website at www.problemwildliferemoval.com. Again, that's www.problemwildliferemoval.com, and their information will be in our show notes. Our first story comes from Aaron. Aaron says, A few years ago, we visited my sister who was married to a soldier in the British Army, and he was stationed in Germany. She knew I was interested in history, so for a day out, we visited Virgin Belsen, a former Nazi concentration camp. As we were walking around, my sister was pushing the pram with my new nephew in it. He was about two or three years old at the time. The thing about Virgin Belsen is that after the war, it was burnt to the ground. So it was more or less just blank fields. As we walked, we passed a tree when my nephew asked my sister who the kids were behind us. We all turned around and no one was there. My sister asked, what kids? And he replied, the ones in the pajamas. Yet again, no kids anywhere to be seen. We all knew for a fact that he has no idea what country he was in, let alone does he know about the horrible events that occurred at that camp. An old aunt upon entering Oh, an old aunt upon hearing of this a year later scolded us for taking a child to a place of death, because apparently children can see the dead and that can affect their mental health very negatively. That is, um, uh, that would just be such a harrowing experience to go there and to experience that, especially with him seeing, seeing the little kids. Um, I also believe that children have a much more ability to be able to experience the supernatural events, paranormal, or be able to see spirits more than in any of us, so... This next story comes from Julie. Um, Julie says, Two years ago, I woke up around 1 a.m. thinking, I can never go home again. It was the most intense sense of homesickness I've ever experienced, full of panic and regret. I tried to calm myself down. Logically, of course, I could. My parents lived just a couple hours away, still in my childhood home. I'd fought hard to get away from the suburb I grew up in, so why the sudden intense longing? The next day, I got a call that my dad had been hospitalized during the night and was in the ICU. He didn't make it out. And while the house is still there, it's not home anymore. I am so sorry for your loss. And it's almost like something was um, warning you or telling you what was going to happen and, and kind of like prepping you to get ready for this experience. The story comes from Karen and it says... My grandmother died of brain cancer about 20 years ago. About two weeks after she died, I was hanging out over my parents' place, and my mom got a call. No number, no unknown number, just a blank caller ID. She answered it, got quiet, and hung up, and went to her room without saying anything. 
When I finally got her to talk about it, she said it was her mother saying she was trapped and please come get her because they wouldn't let her leave. Over and over again, she would say this and then the phone disconnected. I asked her about it a few years ago and she denied that it happened for a bit and then admitted that it happened two more times that year and then it eventually stopped. But she didn't want to discuss it anymore. This story comes from Rachel. Um, it says, when I was very young, we lived in a house that had the usual ghost activity, hearing footsteps, hushed voices in the next room, etc. But the really cool thing was the basement door. It would open on its own, not an inch or two. I mean, it would swing fully open like somebody was walking through it. My parents tried locking the door and it would still swing open on its own. By the time I was learning to walk, my dad was concerned I would fall down the steps So he went down in the basement and just said, to no one in particular, that he had a young daughter upstairs and could they please be careful with the door. Ever since then, the basement door would open and then slowly shut on its own. Um, Props to your father for going and speaking up for his family and for your well-being. And... And not being mean, but just being respectful and saying, like, this is my space now. I need to protect my daughter. Can you please stop? This story comes from Nancy. Um, Nancy says, four years ago, I lived in a very large farmhouse that had been converted into two apartments. The house was known as the old boy's home. It was used to house boys with behavioral issues, but was closed due to allegations of molestation. Anyways, I was living with my boyfriend and three-year-old daughter at the time. My bedroom had a large fireplace that had been boarded up and painted over. I decided to push my bed up against it one day while it became our headboard. That night, around 1 a.m., I heard a small voice saying, Mom! Mom! Mommy! I sat up in bed but didn't see anything, so I reached over my boyfriend trying to grab my daughter and put her in our bed. I kept feeling around and I was still hearing the voice, but I couldn't feel for her. My boyfriend woke up and turned the bedside lamp on asking me, what the hell are you doing? I explained that Amelia was trying to get in our bed and I was reaching for her. There was nobody there. My daughter was sound asleep in her room. Then the next night around 1am, again, my dog had started to whimper at our door so my boyfriend got up to take him outside. You know that feeling in a bed when someone lies down next to you? where the bed pushes in and there is a warmth on your back. I felt that, so I assumed my boyfriend had come back to bed. I rolled over, but my boyfriend wasn't in the bed, and I felt the frickin' bed release pressure. Whatever was laying next to me had gotten up in that second. I moved my bed the next day to the other side of the room, and I never had another incident in the two years I remained in that house. This next story comes from Alex, um, and Alex says, While I was at university, my friends and I ran out of booze. Hardly any shops were open because it was late, so the only option was to walk a mile or so to the nearest 24-hour supermarket. Between the supermarket and the dorms we lived in was just row after row of suburban houses. As we were walking down one road, we passed a field with a large campfire and some people riding horses around it. There were people playing musical instruments and general sounds of a good time going on. The horses and fire and lanterns, which were dotted about, gave it a very old-fashioned feel. Maybe five minutes after passing this field, now walking past houses again, one of my friends commented on how weird and out of place that gathering of people had been. 
My other friend and I had been thinking exactly the same thing. Curiously, we turned around and walked back to find out exactly what was going on. When we went there, there was nothing there. Not just one, no people or horses. There was no field. Just more and more houses, even though we were absolutely certain we were on the right road. As we simply turned around, we walked up and down the neighboring roads too. We found nothing. We weren't drunk, though we'd had some drinks, and yet I've got absolutely no idea what happened that night. Sounds like a glitch in the matrix to me. I don't know if anybody really believes in this. I have talked to a few people that do, but there are so many incidents of people experiencing an event or something like this just on happenstance walking by. And it seems normal, but they go back and it's not there. Or it's like it never could have possibly happened. And I find it so interesting. And I definitely want to cover more of that kind of stuff on the podcast soon. This next story comes from um, Brian. Um, He sent in, Camping in the desert in Utah, I was a wilderness guide and lived out of my truck, so I camped nearly every night. I was totally used to weird noises, twigs cracking, all that other stuff. But one night, it was extremely calm and quiet. Just a weird vibe in the area. A couple of friends and I were on BLM land in Utah near Moab, and we had just put out the fire and laid our bags out. Just as I was starting to fade out, something grabbed me grabbed me by my wrists and jerked my arms straight up into the air. I sat up immediately, and two of my friends bolted up at the same time. We all had it happen to us, and we couldn't explain it. Nothing else happened, but still makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up when I think about it. This next story comes from Terry. Terry says, When my grandparents bought their house for a family of ten, wow, (laughs) my grandpa found a fake wall upstairs. He tore it down to make more room for the family. Behind the wall were children's clothes and play toys, almost like somebody just left everything in a hurry and just left. My mom told me stories of sitting in her room and something circling the walls around her, sounding like wallpaper being torn. When she moved out, my aunt moved in to the same room. She would wake up with pictures she hung up, laying on her chest in the morning. My cousins also have stories of hearing footsteps coming up the stairs and stopping right outside their door in the middle of the night. I still don't go upstairs because it's always cold and I get weird vibes. Even in my adult life, I have scary dreams that take place there. Ooh, sounds like a ghost poltergeist. Something's going on. Something likes your family too, it sounds like. This next story comes from Sandra. Sandra says, When I was young, my mom and I saw a skeleton horse and rider going up the path from our house. Story goes that a barn with horses caught on fire. All the horses were safe except for one big horse, and the owner didn't make it out. I find this very creepy for when we walked the same path they took, we came across some of the bones of the horse. That is so sad to hear about all these horses, but it's also crazy to think that the owner and the horse are together and they're living out the scene, whether it's a residual haunting or, I don't know, maybe they're on a mission for something. This next story comes from Desmond. Desmond says that, I was sleeping in the back of an ambulance under the awning of a funeral home. I felt someone pulling my boots and saying, help me, please help me. I sat up and asked my partner what she wanted. She couldn't have reached my feet, though, from the passenger seat if she had even tried, so whatever was 
pulling on my feet? I do not know. This next story comes from Ben, and they said, um, let's see. I had a near-death experience. I grew up with a ghost. I've had past life experiences. I was stalked by shadow people while walking in my neighborhood. And the scariest thing that happened to me was I was walking in my neighborhood pre-dawn when a blinding light shone down on me from just above the buildings across the street. The light tracked me everywhere I went until I cut through a few backyards. I was walking in the woods after dark while tracking a deer that I shot when something pulled me back by my shirt. I was all alone. And the last scary thing that happened to me was I was sleeping in the back of an ambulance under the awning of a funeral home. I felt someone pulling my boots and saying, help me, please help me. I sat up and asked my partner what she wanted. She couldn't have reached my feet from the passenger seat that they were in, even if she tried. So whatever was pulling on my boots, I never found out. This next story comes from Anthony. Anthony says, I know it's not that crazy, but it still creeped me out. Here's my story. My fiancé and I were sitting on the couch in our living room watching TV. The way our house is, due to it being so old, it has a slide grade towards the back of the house. One of our dog's squeaky balls rolled uphill towards the front door. It stopped in the middle of the floor and started rolling to the right towards our steps upstairs and stopped when it was right in the middle of the stairs. We tried playing it off like, oh, maybe there was a breeze or maybe the fan moved it. But the way it rolled came to a complete stop and rolled a different direction at the same speed it was going towards the front of the door. It was really kind of creepy, and I still can't explain it to this day. This next story comes from Bridget. Bridget said that my childhood neighbors had a dog they kept chained in a metal shed in the yard. All day and all night, you would hear this chain against the metal on the bottom of the shed door. This didn't stop after the dog died. I also took a picture of a ghost in Scotland. This picture creeped out my boyfriend's mom so much that she would not let the picture stay in the house. This was back in the day when you had to hand in the disposable cameras and get the film developed, and then you would see what was on the picture days later. Okay, so Bridget, I'm just going to put in here... We need to see this picture. If you still have it, please send it in, email it to us, um, and give us permission to post it if you want us to post it. That would be so interesting. This next story comes from Kate. Kate says, So I'm a pretty open-minded skeptic about paranormal things, but I had disembodied footsteps walk my direction while I was locking up after hours. Supposedly, the business is haunted by a previous owner. The place also houses the remains of two other previous owners and a good customer who requested her ashes be there. Oh, and the supposed ghost? There's a handmade doll in there that was made from one of her dresses. Despite all of that, I've never had a bad feeling about the place. Just weird vibes on occasion. Okay, my question here is where where is this? What is where are you working? Because this all sounds a lot to have remains of people and a freaking almost haunted doll. Let us know. Oh my goodness. The story comes from Marina. Marina says, I stayed at this old hotel and we laid in bed and watched the bathroom door swing open and the light turn on. My husband ended up getting out of bed to see what it was. No light short or breeze or anything. It just swung open hard. 
After he had closed it and turned off the light, he came back to bed and the same thing happened again. Then the mini fridge door would swing open. We packed up and left in the middle of the night. We've seen supernatural stuff before, but the feeling was evil and rarely use the term evil. It's always a gamble to stay in hotels because if you believe in the paranormal and whatnot, um, the hotels are surprisingly known for being haunted. I mean, if you think about it, how many people come in and out of those hotels and the memories that are there and the people that have died there, whether their spirits are trapped or not. And to, to have the feeling of it being evil just gives me not good vibes about the place. So I'm glad you guys got out when you could. All right. So this last story that was sent in was sent in by Danielle. She said, I have an old friend that is buried about six lots away from my great grandma and my grandpa. And I ended up doing an audio recording one day of me saying, I love you above my best friend's grave. And you can clearly hear don't on the recording. It was the freakiest thing that has ever happened to me. This kind of makes me sad because it's almost like your friend was calling out to you in a way. Or it could be that she was trying to tell you to not mourn or look at the sad part and just just be happy. But, I mean, that is kind of creepy. I don't know what to think about that one. All right. Thank you guys for hanging out again today. I'm very much enjoying doing this Creepy Corner episode along with the true crime in the middle of the week. So if you guys want your story read on Creepy Corner, don't forget to email it to darkcrossroadspodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on social media. Follow us like the podcast. Um, and wherever you're listening to this, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you want to hang out some more, check us out again soon because we're having another episode come out soon. And with that said, don't forget to keep on creeping on. Curiosity Box delivers the cerebral fascination of Vsauce right to your door through engaging science toys, surprising puzzles, and books that expand our understanding of the universe. The creators worked together to create, design, and handpick each illuminating item in the Curiosity Box, including constructive kits, brain games, and imaginative custom t-shirts. Every quarterly delivery will turn your home into a laboratory of wonder. If you have always been curious about the world around you, then subscribe to the Curiosity Box and have access to the most popular science education network on YouTube as it energizes a community of Earth's most inquisitive minds with videos spanning science, math, and the human experience. And now all of that passion is in a box pulled out the screen and put in your hands. You can also receive monthly courses spanning popular academic disciplines to inspire and nurture the next generation of curious thinkers, innovators, and inventors. They are delivering a deeper learning experience through AR, VR, and video lessons on the MEL app. Join the curious community on their journey to explore the world, celebrate the amazing, and support brains for the future of our pale blue dot and beyond.